We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. The Bucks won a f***ing NBA championship. Yeah! What? What? He tries to take a pulse, baby. Watching that basketball game, like, caused health problems for me. Boogie hates racism and Chris Paul. And who cannot get on board with that platform? If I've learned a lot, this, I, I'm not going to say it. That sounds too bad. That was good. Roll on. No, 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 no. The Bucks do win it all. Pat Connaughton's numbers should be in the rafters. Hey there. Welcome to the Eurostep Podcast Network 22-23 NBA Season Preview. I had to specify NBA because all of us on this call have spent a lot of the last few months covering other sports. Myself, Ty Windish, my Eurostep co-host Rohan Kadi, and the winning six slash cruising for a bruising slash talk of the Tundra crew, Adam McGee and Jordan Tresky. But we are putting all that aside for the next undetermined amount of hours here. Find those podcasts at gspn.info or wherever you're listening to this. But we are going to go through every NBA team in a series of podcasts and give our predictions on their over-under lines before the season starts. West, then East, and then Bucks to build up the suspense. Adam, Jordan, Rohan, how's it going? Are you ready for this? Yes. Yes. I'm so ready. I'm <laughs> Thank you. Me. Rohan's yes. got the energy. There we I'm go. There. I, don't know, I don't know what it is. Just, it's it's just the order. It's who's to speak. Yeah. That's the problem. Oh, yeah. I'm very I did Ty, I watched 162 Milwaukee Brewers games. I'm very excited <laughs> for the Milwaukee Bucks. I'm just excited for NBA, like the NBA to be back. Like I, I can't remember a season in which I've been more excited than this one. There's going to be so many teams that are going to be pretty good. We're going to get into it. There's going to be a lot of exciting teams, a lot of teams that are going to be lead pass teams that are going to be exciting watches. I'm just, I'm so excited. I love basketball, man. Like it's that Metal World Peace gift where it's just like at the free throw line. Like I love basketball. You have been tweeting that for like, I feel a couple of weeks now. Every now and then I'll just see, and not, not to derail us around tweets because there's going to be a long pod as is, but I, I, you've been voicing that. Like you really, you're being very genuine and authentic with that. I am. Call me. Call me a point forward for the OKC Thunder because I'm giddy. Oh Christ! Wow! And right when Jordan oh. was trying to speak, you come in and move in on his territory, Rohan. That's no, cold. that was that was well worth it. <laughs> Thank uh, you. Surpasses anything that I would say, so I'm going to pass it on to the next person that wants to speak. <laughs> 
Well, let's just get into it then. We're going to start with the Western Conference. As the title of this podcast says, get out of the way now. All of these lines are coming from Bet Online Sportsbook. They were all pulled like yesterday from the day we're recording these. So hopefully we won't have a talk of the tundra situation where a lot of the lines seem a little odd because they were a little old and a lot of things had happened. So these should be pretty much up to date by the time you're listening. So we're going to go division by division, alphabetical order. Let's start with the Northwest, the first team up. I think probably a a nerd favorite, a team a lot of people are excited about, the Denver Nuggets, whose over-under is set at 50.5 wins. And for context, last season, Denver won 48 with back-to-back reigning MVP Nikola Jokic. I don't know how we want to go in order here. I guess we should probably just go around in the same circle, but is anyone extra excited to talk about the Denver Nuggets. I think if you can't be excited to talk about the Denver Nuggets, this is going to be a pretty unexciting podcast. <laughs> uh, the Nuggets are great, yeah. and their roster is insanely deep. I think they have some interesting additions that are only going to make them a better team overall. And when you look at what they've managed to do the past couple of years and kind of how Jokic single-handedly in a lot of ways kept things on the road last year, Jamal Murray's back, and the ceiling for this team is exponentially higher. I think they've had some interesting players, whether they got the internal development they would like out of is up for debate, but they've had some nice additions along the way. I think they continued with that in free agency. So the Denver Nuggets are a very exciting team to me, and this is one of, I think, the clearest overs that that I have. Rohan? I mean, see, I I think it's a very clear over as well. Obviously, like Adam said, Jamal Murray is back. It's going to be an exciting season for Denver. Um, the what like I the KCP edition is one of my favorites in the NBA offseason for me. Uh, that trade which sent Will Barton to the Wizards. KCP is like a proven three and D guy. Like Ty, you've been like wanting KCP on the box for a while now, and for good reason. Like, yeah. He's a very very solid defendable role player. You had him. I, I, whatever, I don't know why you're signing DeAndre Jordan on day one of free agency, but sure, go off, I guess. Uh, the Nuggets announcer thought it was DeAndre Ayton. Did you guys see that clip? That was funny. I did. Oh, I didn't been, see that. that would have been a wild move. Uh, that, yeah. <laughs> Jokic Ayton front line. I don't know how that would work. You whatever. can sell but me on Jokic anybody, honestly. That's fair. That's true. But it's going to, they're going to be a really good team. Like Jokic had this team at 48 wins, even with Jamal Murray out, Michael Porter Jr. out for most of the season. You're, this, this is a very easy over. This team's going to be ridiculously good. You didn't even mention on the, the signing that I'm probably most excited about, which is Bruce Brown. I think Bruce Brown could be really interesting for them in what he unlocks. We've got pretty up close looks at Bruce Brown in recent years, and we know how effective he can be. Some of the interesting kind of, questions he can pose an opponent particularly when you get to the playoffs and matchup wise i think the nuggets were they were missing probably two to three years ago that kind of player and that kind of flexibility and from adding aaron gordon and then you get a bruce brown they could have some really weird matchups out there really weird lineups that are very switchable that are very flexible guys who aren't daunted by by having a smaller guy on them who aren't daunted by having bigger size going up against them I think they kind of project very, very well for some of the challenges ahead. Over. Over, yeah. over, over. Um, 
I echo what Adam and Rohan have mentioned already. I think the biggest thing is they won 48 wins last year without Jamal Murray for all of it. And Michael Porter for all but like what a handful of games. Um, so you have those two at least coming back. MPJ is coming back, right? He's healthy. See, as, as healthy as he can be, I think. Yes. But yeah. yeah. They have um external additions that kind of seamlessly fit with their lineup with KCP. You mentioned Bruce Brown. Um, not only did they trade Will Barton, who was kind of like a long I don't know. He was there for a while, but Monte Morris, but they also have like the internal development, like bones Highland has always been talked about as like a guy that could really step up and take another leap. If he gets his, you know, a bigger role, Zeke Naji. I feel like anytime I see like Denver people um, who I follow a lot, just because I'm interested in that team, they always talk about Zeke Naji as possibly a guy that could, you know, have a decent sized role for this team. So I think like, I think, this. first of all, they're just deep. They have one of the best players in the league. They have shored up their deficiencies. Obviously, every year is different. But if you're telling me that a team that has had a stronger offseason through moves that they needed to make, and you're asking them to have at least two and a half more wins, I think that's an over for me. Yeah, I'm going over. I know Denver folks seem a little pessimistic about the ball handling situation and the depth with Jamal Murray coming back from the injury and Bones Highland, who has not been the most durable with losing Amante Morris, but also like you you have Nikola Jokic to make up for some of that too. Every team has to worry about injuries. I think Denver will figure it out. The other thing, in addition to just who they've added, and I do think KCP and Bruce Brown, like they basically said, hey, let's play defense maybe. And I think that's a good good call for them. I think Joker will make their offense good no matter what. The Jazz going from, even if no one believed in them, like a legitimately quite good team to a team actively trying to be awful in their division. Like even if they didn't get Jamal Murray back, that might just swing their wins over in itself, just making those games so easy. So yeah, I, I agree. I think Denver is a pretty easy over here in the Northwest division. Next team up is the other one that I think any of us could actually get on board with playing well. Maybe that's different than over-unders. But the Minnesota Timberwolves, the big swing, of course, adding Rudy Gobert, but also a lot of other players. Minnesota's over-under line is at 48.5. They were at 46 last year. I'm going under. Not by much. Um, this is a team that they could be really, really good. I need to see... Gobert and Towns working to believe it. Uh, I think that's it's just something that until we see how that works out in practice, it's it's something I'm gonna have some question marks over. I mean, most of those question marks are tied to in some ways the egos of both of those guys. Um, and it's an interesting kind of stew they've got cooking there generally because I think Ant is just ready to go and completely make this his team. And then I don't know how Gobert is going to feel about being the third best player on this team and really just being you are like a defensive specialist. Uh, he won't be like in the, the playoffs, so that might help. Yeah, well, that's, that's also true. Um, there's a lot here and there's room for this team to take a, a big jump forward. But going into the season, I would have them just just under. Mm. Yeah, under, under. Oh, under for me, too. 
Wow. And that's, it's not even it's not even oh. because I'm skeptical skeptical about like the town's go bear pairing. I'm actually fairly optimistic about that. It's just how is everything going to work around them? If you like get rid of guys like uh, Jared Vanderbilt, Malik, Be- Malik Beasley, like obviously you have to get rid of these guys in order to get a guy like Rudy Gobert. But those ancillary pieces were really important for them. Like last season under Chris Finch in terms of their defensive scheme, given a lot of that's going to be mitigated with Rudy Gobert on the team. But you saw a very, very aggressive defensive scheme for Minnesota. They were just doing whatever they could to really uh, just try to make sure Cat was out fine out there defensively, given he's not going to be the defensive five anymore. He's going to have one of the greatest rim protectors in NBA history uh, there, Rudy Gobert. But just how are, how is losing those ancillary pieces really going to affect them? You're re- replacing them with sort of guys like Brent Forbes, uh, NBA champion Brent Forbes, excuse me. And uh, like Kyle Anderson, slow-mo, like it's it's fine. It's okay. Like it's, it's really all going to depend on Ant. For me, is he going to be that that guy? I believe he can be that guy. Is he going to be able to do that for the entirety of a regular season, which is going to dictate these over-unders? I'm a little bit more skeptical because he's going to have to get used to this new environment, new play style, because they're going to have to shift everything offensively and defensively to uh, sort of account for this new this new roster addition. So how how is that necessarily going to work out? It's going to be a learning process, and that's going to cost you some wins. The line is steep too. Like Rowan, I I saw the reactions that we were getting there for our, our under proclamations. Uh, I I think they'll win forty seven games, which is a really good team. It's a lot of games in a really competitive conference. I think they'll be is kind of though? right in the tick of things. Is yeah, it a really it competitive? Is. Not yeah, compared to the I'd other one, so. it it is in terms of your core playoff seeding. It doesn't have to depth. It's not competitive down to play in places, but in terms of I think your top seven to eight. There's plenty of room for jostling. Um, there's a team that I know I have out there, maybe given the company here, we'll all have outside, that a lot of other people may not. But I I think when it comes to Timberwolves, like 47 wins is going to be pretty good in the West. It's going to be a situation similar to recent years where it's like, you know, if they beat that out by a win or two, that could be the difference between a third seed and a seventh seed. Like, there, there could be that kind of fluctuation because there will be teams tightly packed before you fall off a cliff at the back end of the Western Conference. But Jordan Tresky is, it seems, very, very skeptical to under. So, Jordan, I'll hand it over to you. Over! Yes. Over! I understand the concerns. Understand it. They have really... This is an all-in move. They, this, you don't normally associate this with the Timberwolves. However... My dog is telling me how <laughs> she's enforcing how much uh, an over this is. They got Rudy Gobert. Their free agency was not like Kyle Anderson's their biggest free agent deal. Not not a bad one. They still have some of like Jaden McDaniels is kind of their, I feel like their next, like if they get a really good year out of him. I, re- I really like him. They put everything together. I am very bullish on the Wolves. So much. Is it out of the question to think that they might be the one seed in the West? Yeah, I think. I think. Yeah, I think is. it is. What? What? I don't think it's out of the question, but I think it's 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 near the end of the question. I don't know. I saw Draymond Green Superman punch Jordan Poole a week ago, and uh, things kind of look a little awry in the West. That's a well, fair point. That is a fair point. I I'll counter like if if you're dropping it, who your number one is. My number one in the West is the Nuggets. 
That's fair. Okay, that's that's a fair one. Yeah. I think the Nuggets are I, better than the Timberwolves. The other thing, too, yeah. is that they are going to play... Um, it's not a lot of their games, but they are guaranteed to play the Jazz and the Oklahoma City Thunder, who are among the two worst teams in the league this year. Those are, I feel like, are going to be automatic wins every time they play. Like, I think, I think ultimately for me, where they are, the big questions that they have to address and putting everything together, it feels a lot on paper, it feels like there's a lot. Then when you see it in substance and when you see it on the court, I don't think it's as big of a deal. Because in part because Rudy Gobert just kind of solved so many problems that in terms of a regular season team, I mean, we saw the Jazz get talked about as a playoff contender or a championship contender year in, year out, in part because they just had a guy that can just be stationed in front of the basket and be worth so much in terms of limiting attempts and drives and all this stuff. And I don't know. I, that's where I'm just, he is just kind of solved so many problems that they needed defensively that Carl Towns would never be able to do. Yeah. I think, Oh, go ahead, Jordan. And I think to finish up, I think it kind of just, you're not asking like cat to be that. And you're kind of asking more for Anthony Edwards. I think it just all kind of, I see it all working very seamlessly more than obviously Adam and Rohan right now. Yeah, I look at them and I, I see everyone's so excited about the Cavs. And I think the Timberwolves have built like what could be a pretty similar thing. I mean, obviously Towns is not Mobley defensively, but you could say the same thing on the other end for those two guys. I think yeah. Towns is a Kevin Love kind of star, not a Kevin Garnett kind of star. And this is going to be helpful to him to kind of be in more structure and be relied on less. I think you look at, Jordan, your point about the, the Jazz. Last year's dysfunctional Jazz team nobody cared about came in over this over-under line because of Gobert. I also think Ant's just going to take the third-year superstar thing. We saw his assists go up, his efficiency and scoring volume go up. I think year three Ant is going to be a serious problem, not just on IG. And I just think it's it's an over. Like I think they are going to be uh, a, like a really good team this year. And I think we can throw the Blazers in, the teams in their division that are probably not going to be all that competitive, although we'll get to them in a second. One of my questions, and again, I think this is a good team, but Jordan's put me now in the spot of having to like pick away at the Timberwolves. Jordan, you're muted. Um, <laughs> which is probably, it's, it might be for the best. Um, I just want to start a conversation. <laughs> I don't know, though. Like This is not the kind of thing I usually buy into, but I did think in looking at their roster, which is filled with talent, I don't know if there's like an adult in the room. I don't know if there's just kind of if they if things don't take off in the way that they should based on talent, I don't know who the guy is that's gonna teach them to kind of grit their way through that or to kind of stay on track. The the roster is very, very talented, star studded, but I, I do think it it lacks just a little bit of something in that regard. Now, if they have a pretty good regular season, you know, they should probably be a team on the lookout for a a wily vet come come the deadline or come kind of the buyout market and that could help them going into the postseason. But let's say if it is just a little bit slower or there's some kind of teething pains to begin with, I do wonder, just not a lot of guys who've kind of been there and done it. I mean, Gobert is probably the height of it on that team. Kyle Anderson's had some experience on 
good-ish teams, but not a great team. That's kind of my first teams that went deep. Well, wasn't he just on like a six win Grizzlies team too? I don't know. I feel like they they got it. Austin yeah, but Rivers. Kyle Anderson Austin is like Rivers. the guy who's gonna. Again, I think they're gonna win forty seven games. That's my prediction, which is very good. But still very good. Yeah. First in the West. I'm not. I'm gonna hold on to that one, Tresky. I'm gonna hold on to that one. We're gonna revisit that week to week. I'm winning six throughout the season. Okay, next up, a team I don't think any of us are going to say will finish first in the Western Conference. The Oklahoma City Thunder. The line is 23 and a half. They did win 24 last year. They drafted a lot of players. People like, I think. Paku's already hurt. Or not Paku, excuse me. The other skinny guy. Chet, Chet Holmgren's Chet. already hurt and may miss the whole season or will. Do he we is know? Missing. He, he is missing he the whole will. season. He will. Uh, it's Frank. It's only so so long until Sam Presti, you know, tells Shea he's got a new injury. I'm just going to get it out of the way. I'm just going to go under. I mean, I think the Timberwolves and Nuggets will beat them up. There's a lot of bad teams, so it wouldn't shock me if they snuck over. But I also think the fact that they get they seem to get younger every year is really going to hurt them in, in some games. Yeah, I, I came into this exercise kind of thinking, but their line is so low that there's probably a good chance it will be over. And then I looked at the roster and I was like, no, they're under. And because like, <laughs> I don't know how they're going to get away with it. I don't know how Shea just Alexander is going to put up with it, but he's just not going to play very often. Uh, they are tailor-made to be in position for one of the two superstars that will be up for grabs at the end of this season. Chet's injury, you know, not what you want for someone with his frame. A big and that early in his career. There is a scenario where it all works out beautifully for the Thunder, though, and they'll be pretty grateful how that played out. So, yeah, it's it's pretty grim. Like, I'm not going to pretend I know all of the guys on the Thunder roster. That's that's something that at this point, there's quite a few guys are like, ooh, them there drafting, are good pieces them there too. But then there's Jaylen also Williams is just ridiculous. There's also the good players there. Are they going to make it through the season? <laughs> Probably yeah. not. It's, it's the other side of it, too. So this team may not be as catastrophically bad, even as people expect up to a point. But if that's the case, don't worry. Like The trades are coming. Sam Presti is going to get rid of all of the guys who can help this team win. Yeah, we don't need to. We don't need to belabor this point. They're not. They're not going to be good. I think before you go, Jordan, I, I was everyone saying under Adam and Rohan. Just to, yeah, I'm, I'm making notes as we go. Um, yep. Wembenyana factors in here, right? Like if if Wemby isn't in this draft, maybe we're a little more optimistic that they're not so inclined. I mean, maybe Presty would anyway, but so inclined to lose. But it does feel like teams like OKC are very, very open to kicking the can down the road at least one more year for a shot at that dude. Yeah. I I mean, as long as they don't attempt to put out a competitive team, I'm just going to say under for them. But that's where I'm at with OKC. <laughs> like, I understand. It's not, it's not criticizing their strategy, but I just think you see what their roster is. You see the players that are already hurt and – um, it sucks that Chet is going to be gone for the entire year because of his list Frank injury. Um, and all the debates about pro-am games and all the great stuff that came out of that. Like, they're an under. It's an under. Yeah. But <laughs> When's the last time they signed a veteran player? 
like a free agent, like they brought into their Mike building. Muscala. Was it? Mike did they Muscala. sign him or did they trade for him? They well, they re-signed him this offseason. Yeah, no, I'm saying a fresh player. Like they went out fresh. in free agency and acquired someone that was not on their team. I literally David, cannot remember. Is it David Waba? <laughs> Probably Burke. is. Oh my Trey Burke had traded there. I, I thought, I'll, have, I'll have no David Waba slander in here. I thought great, Favors great got traded in there, right? He was he, besides Shea, he's like still their highest paid player, I think. Yeah. yeah. Like it's it's not they're not they're not competitive. They're clearly not competitive. I mean, it's not how you build a winning team. Whatever, that's enough. We're all under on the Thunder. <laughs> They, it's under it's even in their, in name. their name. Yeah. yeah. Oh, there, there it is. Uh, wow! Look at that synergy. The Portland Trail Blazers. Start a podcast. <laughs> the Blazers. The line thirty nine and a half. Their win total last year twenty seven. And let me pull up just so we have it. I know Adam especially did a lot of great research, and uh, you did win totals and then applied them to over unders. Not yeah, I didn't want the line to influence me. I want to get that out there now because everyone's just going to be like. He's on the under on everything. It's like, yeah, because I tried to actually make real predictions rather than let the line leave. Adam Pelton out here. Um, Dame played 29 last year for context. Yeah. So they were dreadful, but Dame did not play very many games. Adam, where did your projections have Portland as opposed to this line? So I'm on the under on everything except I'm on the over on the Trailblazers. I like the players that are here. I just think they're they're a bit short. That would be my not in height. Uh, that would be my Going one concern. Well. Yeah. Actually, that that is kind of yeah. true in some spots. Uh, certainly in their, their backcourt, I I just don't think they necessarily have the depth that if they just had a little bit more, this team could kind of end up being a surprise package and being very very frisky. If you got a good and healthy Dame season, uh, I just like the profile players. I like what their kind of best lineups are going to look like. And I do think they're going to be pretty competitive, a tough out most nights, health dependent, and they'll be better than than what this, this mark is. And they'll be a lot better than they were last season. So it is one that it's kind of, it's tough in that you're, you're looking and it's like they, they don't have anywhere near the, the number of quality players to vault themselves into the category above that. Um, you know, with the likes of the Timberwolves, if you're me, not if you're Jordan, of course, they're a long way from the one seed. But I, I do think this is a team that's considerably better than the line indicates right now. And that I think could be pretty fun to watch, could be pretty solid defensively in ways that maybe they haven't been at times and can do a lot of fun stuff offensively. Um, it's possible none of that plays out, but I, I do just kind of have a bit of a soft spot for what this roster looks like going into the season. Yeah, give me the over. Give me the over on the Blazers. I think they're going to be an incredible offense. Damian Lillard on his own is an incredible offense. And you add guys like uh, Jeremy Grant to that. You have uh, Anthony Simons, who really, really took a leap at the latter stages of last season. Uh, it's just, I, I don't know. This is primed to be a really good offense. I don't think they're going to be able to hold up defensively, which is like, they'll be a middle-of-the-pack team, but they'll be a 40-win team, like a 40-41-win team. Like I, I think so, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hit the over. I will also hit the over. I'm a, probably a little bit more skittish in part because, as Adam mentioned, I think they're kind of short a couple guys. Gary Payne, too, um, also, I believe, has a 
muscle core injury that just kind of was lingering. Not on. scheduled to miss very much time. Back shortly after the start of the season, I think it was the latest reporting was before we recorded. Mm. Um, yeah, I mean, Damian Lillard is really good. Having him for a full season will obviously help. It'll be interesting to see what does Jeremy Grant look like on a competitive team. And I mean, he's they're going to be their number two. Um, I kind of I think to Rohan's point, I think it's is it just going to be the Blazers of old where it's like this really great offense that you know carries them to forty to forty five wins a year, and their defense is an issue because it's again just like they have athleticism, they have length, they have stuff that they haven't had. In part because CJ McCollum's on the on the roster and they just kind of fortified their wing help, but there's still some questions that I would like to see answered with them. But I, it's it's definitely gonna be better than where they are, or where they were last year, obviously. So yeah, I will say tentative over for Portland. Uh, we for the first time have a three v one. I'm going to take the under. I look mm. at the Blazers. I you I cover up Dame's name with my hand, and I know you shouldn't do this. It's not that helpful. I look at the rest. I look at the roster without him, and I'm just like, I I don't like this roster at all. I just don't think they're that they're built to be that competitive. People love Anthony Simons. I get it. He's a promising young player. I don't think he's ready to step into what CJ did for them, and I don't think they have enough offense even to be a great offensive team i like jeremy he grant he doesn't need to be what cj was though with cj they were like a 51 team we just i'm saying they'll be like a 41 win team yeah i mean that's i'm saying if if dame plays a lot of the games they maybe go over we'll see if he does that at this point in his career with the injuries he's dealt with i don't lo- I, he, I like he wants to win it he wants to win a championship in portland everyone and everyone keeps asking him that i don't know why <laughs> Because we've gotten the same answer for like yeah, six The answer's been very consistent. A it's, lot of people. One of the few players in the I'm, league I'm not, don't need to ask that question to him. No, I'm not saying that he's sure. going to leave. I'm talking about his. I'm talking about just health and and no, being no. able to play all the games. I also, Ty, I wouldn't recommend just covering over his name and look at the roster because if that was the condition, I'd take the under two. Well, yeah. I mean, I'm not. It's not. I'm not assuming he's going to play zero games. I just. I don't love their depth. I don't love their team. And Jeremy Grant's okay. Shaden Sharp, I think, is the swing piece. If he comes in and is good right away, I could see them pretty easily going over. Um, but I think the West is not deep, but there are some good teams. I'm just, I'm not buying Portland uh, at this point. I could be wrong, but I just, I kind of feel like they're trying to grasp at something that's passed them by and it might not work that well. I also think GP2, I don't know if he's going to have that same impact outside of Warriors. He seems like a guy who that's, benefited a lot that from is... being, yeah. Exactly where I'm at. I like think he's, it's like in in Denver. I think he would look good. He needs to be in like uh, we have a whole system of offense. It doesn't really matter what you do. I don't think that's Portland, but yeah, I see the case. Utah, I think another one that will likely be fast. Twenty four and a half is the line. They did win forty nine last year. They are bringing back precisely no one of consequence from that team. Um, how are we feeling about Walker Kessler, Colin Sexton? We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, 
So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Uh, and the okay, I'm seeing a thumbs down from Rohan already. Uh, Adam and Jordan, do we should we dive into Utah here? Or? Oh yeah, I'm I'm taking the over in a massive way. Really? Over in a massive way. This, a massive this is a, way. This is a really incompetent job by the Jazz in a year with these draft prospects to have a team that has just like some actual NBA players on it. For They're now, not, they will be there. Well, they need to get on with doing that. No, they don't. Well, I, I can't judge on the team being, oh, none of these guys are going to be there. You, what you the think roster Jordan, is right Jordan now. Clarkson is swinging them to being too good? I, again, the, the line is not high. Like, you know how few teams actually go under 24 and a half wins every year? It doesn't happen anymore. This team is not going under that. No way. The Magic no way. and you can hold, This could be my Timberwolves. The Magic and my Pistons were under that. Yeah, this look at the roster is better than those teams because it's not just all young guys. It is. This is a roster with no future. Like this is such a bad job by the Jazz. Oh my goodness! I think they're going to be dreadful. They're going to be. They're going to be better than that line. I'm taking the over quite comfortably. Like they're not in any kind of playoff mix. They're not going to get to the play in. They're also going to be far ahead of the Thunder and another Western Conference team or two. Um. Like I just think they're in no man's land when with the playing game, it's really tough to be this much in no man's land, and they may be in it more than any team in the NBA. Who's no man's land? Now is like players. eleven, twelve. Sexton oh, probably, and then who's number two? Conley. Conley's still their best player. They're not. I mean, they're Conley not, is they're injured not, all the time. Conley I know the way he's guy. been playing. They are a ten-win team if he's their best player. But they're not going to be able to move him though. Either. But the, is the he point is not, is he have one it's year not even who their best player it's is. It's a big, so. big expiring though. The other John bad Bell teams situation. in the West, their lineups, right? They're going to have bad players in their starting lineup. The Jazz are going to have a lineup where you're going to be like, Ugh, I don't, nobody wants to watch that. But it, it's not going to be as bad as people think. The players have a solid baseline. Your Kelly Olynyk's, your Cody Zellers, like these kind of players. <laughs> The teams they've always been on. They're again, we're talking about twenty-four wins. Didn't I'm not Kelly saying Olenek the Jazz just are come good. from the twenty-two win pistons. This team has more this is not a team packed with like star kind of rookie players. This is not a team with young players. It is just entirely replacement level NBA veterans. See, I, I think they're starting so I think they're boring. starting Agbaji. I think they're starting Walker Kessler. I think they're sending Mike Conley home. Yeah, I think they're, 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 they're 
they are not going to want to win. If this is the roster years. that they've got to this point with, they're not that smart. They're honestly, I, I just think they're, this they're is... Say, they're going to sit a lot of those guys. They're going to send them as when they get a good deal, and they're just going to play all their young guys. I, this team is not going to want to win a single game of basketball. They're, they're winning over 24 and a half games. Let's set my piece. This is spicy. Jordan, <laughs> are you over or under? I am also over. Oh I my think God. they are. I, again, oh, yeah, I'm, not, Jordan. I'm not saying, like I am, I'm not saying that they're going to win. They're I think terrible. 27, I think their season is like 27 wins, but I don't think it's, I look at, if you look at their roster compared to OKC and we'll get to San Antonio because I'll say that. For yeah, me. we'll get there. You can see like, yeah, these people don't know how to win. They don't know how to, like, you still play against teams. You're going to sneak out games that you shouldn't have to sneak out. What if a team like the Bucks rest guys against the Jazz and they win that game? Yeah, I mean, like, that is, like, in play here. I'm not saying this is a great team, but they it's also have, they have, it's a very mismatched roster that can still, they can still win so few games that they are still in a position to get Victor Wembanyama or Scoot Henderson, or whatever. But I think I I would say a comfortable over. Altitude's probably worth a couple of wins too, right, Jordan? You're the, yeah, after seeing the Bucks lose 21 straight years at Utah, I think it is. They're making it two straight wins this year. Eric Gordon played 57 for the 21 Rockets. Christian Wood played 68. I, I don't see it with Utah. Yeah, but this is having five. You could, They have five to six guys they can put out guys? there. Let's go. Okay, you've got Conley. I'm looking at their depth chart here. It's a real GM. Let's not take it as a depth chart. But Conley, Sexton, Clarkson. Jared uh, Vanderbilt. Malik, Malik Beasley. Larry Markkinen. Uh, Hale Horton Tucker. Larry Markkinen. Did you say Jared Vanderbilt? You did. Malik, did you say Malik Beasley too? I did. Cody Zeller. Like, they've got... He was not going to tank as well as stacked. I think a lot of They're people They're not going to play. Those guys aren't going to play. No, but I, like, by March, but you still have to get to March. I they're going to they play. play. I, I I don't. I honestly Some don't think play. Some of them will play. Markin and they'll, like, they'll rehab his value. That's fine. Yeah. I think Conley and, we, and Clarkson and we are talked gone about, soon. We talked about like the the Blazers who are just desperately in need of depth. Like if the Jazz had any brains, they'd be like, "Hey, Portland." Come take some of these like capable NBA players to just be your eighth and ninth guy. I'm sure so they that are. your roster I mean, is not hasn't started yet. Uh, I, we're, I'm, not, very, I'm also not, very close. I'm not though. counting Cody Zeller in that mix because he was a free agent until like a month ago. Cody Zeller, he's a stud. It's, look, things are going to go great in Utah. They're going to win like 25 games, and I'm going to be that's not great for them. That's very bad. It's great for me. It's great for me, Ty. That's fair. Let's move on to the Pacific Division, the Golden State Warriors. The line is a flat 52. I hate when they do flat lines. I think it's very frustrating. They won 53 last year. That was before Draymond Green auditioned for the UFC. Where is everyone coming in on the Golden State? Reigning champions, should say. Reigning NBA champion, Golden State Warriors. Slight under. Slight under. I think they're like a 50-51 win team. I mean, obviously, like, the Draymond situation is... Who knows what's going to really happen with that? But it's mostly they keep a lot of their guys like, but they do lose key pieces. Yeah, like Otto say. Porter was great for them. GP2 was great Maybe. for them. Nielitsa played sometimes for them and was all right. Uh, but I think they're still going to be a really good team. I think uh, like you had a guy like Jermichael Green. I think he's going to be really good with the Warriors. 
You're not uh, the first person to say that about Jermichael Green sliding into a good team. I will say, I like him too. He was great. He was good on the Nuggets. Yeah, and then they let him go. He might. I, he might have to be the best Green playing power forward on the Warriors. <laughs> Who knows? The word is they're not <laughs> going to suspend Draymond for any regular season games. By the way. Yeah. What an admirable stance for this is. incident. Uh, yeah, it's just just saying what I read. Here. I think good point. Yeah. I think they're going to be. I think I'm taking the under. I think they're going to still be really good, but. Just around 50 wins. Under for me. F- few games under. Um, the, uh, this team won. Like, we know how this works. I think there's been a lot of other people talking themselves into, like, the championship energizing the Warriors for the regular season. It's not how winning a championship works, particularly when you're a team whose core guys, obviously they have the nice kind of dual track thing going, but the best players in this team are still older, more experienced guys. I, I don't think they'll have the, their foot to the floor throughout the regular season. A lot of the guys on this team have injury histories of some part. They are slightly older, so if you're the Warriors, you want to manage that carefully. I don't think there's any need for them to go and be a 50-plus win team. I think settle into anywhere where you're in a even a 4-5 matchup. I don't think the Warriors would be afraid of any team in the Western Conference. And yeah, the Draymond thing is... They can pretend all they want. That's not going to solve itself. And to Jordan's point, which was also a joke, but I think does double as a point, it's probably not the last thing this season, like between Draymond's podcast and everything else. Like, just going to be, there's going to be other stuff that they well, really do not need there. Yeah, the real issue, they're not going to pay him. I mean, that's where the podcast is is a symptom of that's the root Yeah, issue but he there. may talk about the prospect oh, yeah. that I for most of oh, the yeah. season on the podcast. 100%. Uh, I'll throw to you, Jordan, but I am also taking the under. I, I'm just, I'm not buying the big Jim Wiseman hype. I'm not buying Moisey <laughs> Warriors media every year is selling us on these guys as the second coming of Christ. I get why, but it's like, I, I just, I think you replace Looney, Mitten, some of these guys with these young guys, and maybe in two years you're better. I don't think they're better this year. Swapping out Looney's, some of the Looney's vets they lost. I, I'm sorry, I meant um, the wing, Otto Porter. I meant Porter. Yeah, oh, okay. My bad. But yeah, I, meant, I'm I'm going slight under two. You meant Otto Porter's playing in Canada. The their currency is the Looney. Otto Porter. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, I did exactly. Um, That's exactly what I meant. There you go. I am a tentative over. Um, the I Dante think they're. Here. I was about to say, is it the Dante was, effect? No, 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 no. Pass the bay. Uh, <laughs> I, I, again, I th- it's, I'm not very confident about this one. I think they're a veteran team amid a interesting whatever hell. <laughs> I don't even know what you'd call what happened last week anyway. But they still have a really good team. They made some, I think, Jermichael Green again. I have to echo. He's a good player that just happens his way or – Happens to go on contending teams all the time. Um, Kaminga, Moses Moody, Jim Wiseman. Well, that's how I will Big Jim Wiseman. No, there's name. only one big Jim. In- Warriors Twitter calls exactly. him Big Jim. That's that's. I'm open. I'm open to I Big like Jim Wiseman. I, I tickled me too. Also, um, who else? There's there's someone else that was on there. Uh, Iguodala being back was like okay. I guess you. That's to, minus a win for me. I know. I was like, "Oh, he's coming back for his his last season." I was like, "Oh, okay." 
Um, so yeah, I, I don't know. I'm not confident about this, but I think they are still very good and will weather through uh, the season and Draymond Green. If you're not watching the YouTube, if you're listening, pull up the YouTube just for Jordan's face after he said, oh, okay, after the, uh, the Iguodala analysis. Um, this should be a fun one. The LA Clippers won 42 last year. Their line is the high, or tied for the highest in the West this year. 52 and a half wins for the Clippers. Everybody's darling before the season. Where are we coming in on LAC? Smash that over. Smash the over. I think this is the best, like most deep roster in the entire league. Uh, there's no real argument against that. This team has a lot to prove. A lot of the players wow. on this team have a lot that they want to prove. Uh, you get a seemingly healthy Kawhi Leonard. You get Paul George. You have like a John Wall edition who looks he looks spry in preseason. This is what happens when you don't play for like a year and a half. Uh, you keep, keep guys like uh, Batum. You keep these guys who you acquired last season at the trade deadline, like Robert Covington, Norman Powell. Uh, sure, you lose Hartenstein, but you still have Zubats on the roster. I think this this team is going to be incredible. Under for me, few games under. Um... If if things play out like they have in recent years for the Clippers and they spend most of the season without Kawhi Leonard and Paul George, to just be a little bit facetious, what's the difference between this team and the Jazz? It's just solid NBA role players. <laughs> I'm, I'm joking. I'm joking, of course. But I'm I'm not really kind of... The, the difference isn't so extreme. Like, if, if Paul George and Kawhi Leonard are the best versions of themselves and they're healthy, this is the best team in the Western Conference. This probably should be the favorite to win the NBA championship. I'd be a fool to believe both of those guys are going to be healthy. Why Why are they going to get through the season healthy? We haven't seen it in years. We essentially haven't seen it since they signed for the team. We haven't got to see a version of the Clippers that it feels like we were promised. So I'm, I'm not buying into that. Like I don't doubt what this team could do in a kind of ideal simulation scenario where everyone's healthy. But that is just not what any of the the two core players on this team, the two guys who will give them a chance to be that kind of juggernaut, have shown in recent years. So I I just can't take the over. I think they're, again, a very good team. To me, probably high 40s and in the mix for kind of 3-4-5. But no, don't see it beyond that because I don't believe those guys are going to be healthy. If they are, they could win 65 games. Like, But that's not something that I can buy into at this point. That like, oh, we're going to see seventy games of Kawhi than last season. Well, they're going to start with a better place, but does it last Kawhi ten Leonard games? Played, Kawhi Leonard played zero games for the Clippers last sure. season. Paul George played thirty-one games for the Clippers, just two yeah. more than Damian Lillard played. This team still won forty-two games. Yeah, but the the whole dynamic of the team shifts because their plan this year is to be the Kawhi Leonard Paul George team that is going to go and compete for a championship. That's very different to the last season when for a lot of it, they're just game planning without that. They're a different version themselves. And honestly, they're a, the type of Clippers team that the Clippers have got used to having to be because those guys are always injured. Like I just, I I won't feel like I have any egg on my face if this team goes and runs off a really gaudy win total because what they've shown us is that those two players cannot stay healthy. So for me, 
they're a very good team. I'm not doubting that, I mean, but I mean, I'm, with, I'm going under Like it's, I feel like it's a little unfair to say that. Like Kawhi, he tore his ACL. Like it's, other than that, he's been yeah, but he's he's not like he's not super young. Like he's got miles on the clock, and he tore his ACL. Paul George's injury history has been extensive. So you're saying like, we should be concerned about older players coming from ACL tears for contenders? <laughs> yeah, you should always be concerned about that. Like that is the reality of it. Uh, but I. I just, they're a very good team. I just think the bar is super high. And this is, again, I want to reiterate, I came with this from, I looked at every roster, said, what do I think that roster will do? Made sure my numbers added up to the the magic number 1230. That's total wins in any NBA season. And then I looked at the over-unders. Because if you just play over-under, I think it's easy to go over on the Clippers and over on this team and over on that team. And it just doesn't. It just won't work out. I, I believe in the Nuggets because I believe in their health more. I believe in their depth. Jokic, there is no reason for us to doubt that Jokic is going to be out for a very long time. It could happen, but there isn't a track record of it. We haven't seen the Clippers be what the Clippers were supposed to be. So until they can do that, I'm going to be pretty cautious on them. And that still makes them a really good team with a kind of one of the higher seeds in the Western Conference. But I mean, we, I'm we not, not ready to go about the Nuggets, though. Like, right? We could have said, oh, what about Jamal? No, because, nuggets, because you, you, you can't rely on Jokic. Yeah. yeah. The Clippers on 42. Yeah, well, they got to add 12. So, the Nuggets have to add three. And you're dealing with Jokic, who has never missed. Has he missed any time in his career? Rookie season? I think he might have had an injury The only time he's missed is when he got suspended. <laughs> Yeah, that's that's true. Yeah, we that's, didn't bake that in enough yeah, to factoring right? their number. That, that probably will happen at some point this year. Jordan, where are you at on the LA Clippers? I too am an over or under. Sorry. Oh, oh my god. Oh my god. Wow. I again. I, I don't think it's necessarily about like baking on Kawhi missing if he you know uh, hurts his foot or hurts his knee or anything like that. He's not. Uh, they're not going to go the full tilt with their stars. That's how they've approached this since both came to town. And I think there's benefits with that. We've obviously seen that with the Bucks, and they just take the longer view. It's a marathon. It's not about winning. You know, you have a four and five in the middle of January, and you want to be undefeated that week. I think. It, I think if everything goes well, yeah, they should easily hit the over. But I also think they view the regular season as an experiment. They have one of the best coaches in the league, Tyler Lou. They made very good additions. John Wall, Nicholas, or uh, brought back Batum, I think, right? He was mm-hmm. re-signed. Um, uh, who was the other guy that they got back? Robert Covington was kind of a guy that I didn't really anticipate him coming back to Clippers, but still, like, I think they have good nucleus there. It's a it's it's different where they had the gap year last year and it's like, okay, we are going to punch above our weight and be strength against numbers, all that stuff. Um, or strength with numbers, I guess. Strength in numbers, right? Yeah, strength, strength in numbers. Against yeah. numbers. Strength, strength against, against numbers. Strength against numbers is a bold. That was, that's like the your, analytics community. That's right? your, oh, that, you, was uh, the, that was the Buck Celtic semi-series last year was strength versus numbers. Yeah, that's our new GSPN shirt rolling out next week. <laughs> um, yeah, I think... Again, this team should hit the over, but I don't think internally that's how they will view their season and their mission. Yeah, I mean, I think 2021, 
Kawhi and PG both played mid fifties, and they went forty seven and twenty five. But is that a, that's a shortened year, right? That's yeah. still not not eighty two. I think I do also think key in that year didn't they kind of like they were like uh, passing chips in the night. They weren't necessarily playing the same fifty something games, yeah. which is part of the concern too. It's like keeping those guys, even if one of them stays healthy, the chance of both of them being healthy seems kind of slim. That's a that's a tough spot. But I think that proves the point that if one of them is healthy at one time, they're still a very, very formidable team. Yeah, I, I think what's wrong with 47 wins? That's what I'd, I'd have, or 48 wins, I think I have them at. Like, I, I think Jordan kind of hit the nail on the head, which informs a lot of my thinking on this. I think really the days of teams looking to win 60 games are gone. Nobody cares. You You don't gain anything from it. I think even the best teams are pretty happy to take 55, 56, maybe upwards towards 58, and then pick your spots to rest players. I just think it's a very different league than it was even three years ago, four years ago. And there's not as many teams that are going to put their foot down like that. So I, I think you get much more traffic in the kind of high 40s, low 50s, where what the record shows isn't necessarily a reflection of what the team could be in a playoff series, but more how they're managing their season. It's just jostling for position. Okay, we're kind of we're in the chasing pack and we're ready to make a move once the playoffs start. I'm going to take the over slightly, the slight over. I think they are deep. Jordan's point, Ty Lue, I think that that adds them a couple probably wins they shouldn't get. I do think he's a great coach. I like their core. Um, I, I don't think they're going to blow it away even if the two guys do play fairly often, but I also – you know, I think even if they're mostly healthy, they're going to be better than most teams they'll play in the West. So I just think they're they're a team who wins the games when they should. So they're, I'll, they're, I'll take they're the a over. team that sort of like any given night is a matchup nightmare because they're just full of switchable defensive guys. Like that's their entire identity, and they're they're all like super strong, they're like super like physical guys. Like it just wears you out. They, it's like the it's like the mentality of the young Grizzlies, but in veteran form. Yeah, I mean, the case for the under is it's really all injury slash just decline. I mean, we haven't seen Kawhi play real games in a year. Like, how good is – how long is Nick Batum going to be good? You know, is Paul George going to stay healthy? Like, all of those are fair. Is John Wall going to last the whole year? Is he going to look good and spry all year? Or does he look like that now because he hasn't actually had to go through the rigors of a season for so long? It's all fair questions. But I think that there's enough talent that they'll win, win enough games in, in this conference. L.A. Lakers last year won 33 the line is 44 and a half. I'm going to shock at least the top two here on the uh, the screen. I'm going to take the over on the Lakers. I think they're going to trade the picks. I don't think LeBron extends if they weren't. I think they'll get enough good players. I still think they're sneakily. There's the ingredients there for them to be really good. They just have such a bad mix. But I think you swap out Russ for a couple of role players that actually kind of fit. And they could actually be a good team. Also, I like Darvin Ham there. I think, uh, you know, I think Vogel had just kind of lost the whole locker room and the rust trade kind of did him in. I, I like what they've, I, I like the, some of the, enough of the parts that I'll, I'll bet on them, which feels stupid, but I'm going to take the over, like the very slight, like 45 win over. I think there's quite a lot to like about the roster. And then you get to the point guard depth chart. Yeah, and I'm with you, Ty. They they probably trade Russ because they have to trade Russ. But right now, a point guard depth chart of Russell Westbrook, Dennis Schroeder, Pat Beverly, 
is a team that has a debt wish. They want to set themselves on fire. And yeah. if they don't deal with that very, very soon, they will set themselves on fire. And that's without LeBron and AD and how all of that factors into it. Um, there is a good team in here. You're not wrong. If they make the right moves and they act quickly, which they're the Lakers, I see no reason why they should not be very aggressive and acting quickly. Because... I don't. I don't get their thing with not wanting to give the second first to Indiana. You are the Lakers. You don't. You're the Lakers. There's someone. no downside. Like, what is the? What is that's the why you extend goes Rob Palenka. <laughs> That if it goes wrong, you can always just fix it in free agency yeah. because you're the Lakers. Like, there's I, no problem that's too deep that will take you too long to get out of, other than your own organizational incompetence. Yeah, uh, which is very tough for them to escape. It seems like. So I'm I'm on the under. I don't think I'm like I'd say just just on the under, um, but like this is a play-in team, that's, and that's kind of that's their mo. That's who they are. Under, I you know I don't feel good about banking on a trade for the pick for the record, but I just I mean, can't, like, yeah. I just can't believe I they wouldn't the, do it yeah. with LeBron extending. They, I just can't believe. I they think won't they do it. they will. I think they will make a trade, but I'm still considering that. That's <laughs> fair. Yeah, that's totally fair. Into the under, it's just I don't know. I, You've I also got to consider some of the players they have traded for, thinking they would make them better in the past. I don't know if they can do any worse than Russ. I think you trade Russ know, for any combination of players making that money, and they'll be good. Yeah, but they can't do it again. There's no other <laughs> Russ. They, they maybe can go as close. I don't know who it is. Who's, I don't uh, think. Who's, yeah, but I'm trying to think. Who's an Alvin Whoever the next worst possible option is could well be who the Lakers. If they get Gordon trade. Hayward and he plays no games, and <laughs> oh, Gordon Hayward is totally God. possible for them, that might still be better. Uh, no, no. I, I look. I just think that's you're into really desperate times. If that's the kind of musical chairs you're playing, you're the Lakers. I think Stop they are in very desperate time. I mean, they get Miles Turner and Buddy Heald or T.J. McConnell, whatever. I think, I think, I think they'll be pretty good with a team like that. Jordan, under. Yeah. <laughs> I cannot stand talking about the Lakers anymore. I don't care. I. I don't, I understand it's the Lakers. It's this prestigious team. It's LeBron. It's Anthony Davis constantly complaining Anthony about Davis gonna play play the five. five. Yeah. They shouldn't start him there, by the way. Darvin. They should not start Darvin. Him there, but <laughs> please last more than a year because they're going to run you out of town yeah. easily. This happens every year. I understand. I think they aren't as bad as a 33-win team amid everything that they had to deal with last year, but they're not much better. LeBron is going to break the points record. And it's going to be the biggest moment of the season. Oh, yeah. I think that's league, true regardless of anything for them. Yeah. Oh, oh, I just meant for them. But, yeah. yeah. I mean, that's a seminal moment in NBA yeah, history. It also <laughs> yeah. probably will be fair. Yeah. Um, and I like the Pat Beverly signing or uh, trade. I think yeah. that's the bare minimum of what they had to do. He's a winning player. It just so happens to be that they have Russell Westbrook still on the roster. They don't shake hands in pregame huddles or I'm going games. through salary it's right mid-game. now, and I'm trying to think yeah. of anyone they could trade for. What's the like the highest salary? It's like Mike Conley. No, I mean, it's it's like maybe like Kyle Lowry, but I think he would help them. He would help them a ton in the 14 games he played. And I guess what they had a chance to get him. Yeah, they didn't. Yeah, I mean they've blown yeah, it so many times. It's totally. Fair I'm down to, just to 20, I'm down to sub 30 million here as I'm looking. I was making 41 million dollars. God, are they? Are they? They could be. They could break even. It could be 41 and 41. 
that's I don't think that's out of the re- no, realm of possibility. No, not, not at all. It's totally but possible. That, uh, an eleven and a half win improvement for their over under. That's just too too steep considering the roster. The fact that I understand Dennis Schroeder had a great Eurobasket. Congrats, Dennis. <laughs> I don't care <laughs> how that does. I mean, they got him for about eighty million, eighty-six million cheaper than they were going to. So at least that's good business. For yeah. Them. And you, ex- oh, whatever. I I already. Said I agree good. with you on the Lakers. Dennis, Dennis Schroeder was never offered that anymore. contract, Jordan. I don't know if you saw that. He was never offered that. contract. I heard that too, right? Yeah, semantics. Dennis Schroeder and Phil Mickelson are both like they they say. <laughs> I never talked to Allen. Thing, then they never say. They never did it. It never happened. New Orleans Noel, baby. New Orleans Noel. <laughs> Phoenix Suns, they won 64 games last year before going out just about as sad as possible. The line is 11 and a half shorter, 52 and a half. How are we feeling about Phoenix? Did I did I say this on the pod like one day? Like, I think it was like a month and a half ago. I was trying to find I was trying to be productive. I was like, oh, what's something I'd watch in the background? I turned on Suns Mavs game seven. Yeah. And it was just it was just as demoralizing. Uh, yeah. It just it was just, oh, it was entertaining. Like I'll say that. It was very entertaining, but it was just as gross the second watcher <laughs> than the first. But even in spite of that, I'm taking the over. The over like the line's at 52 and a half. This team is gonna be a regular season wins machine, even though they all hate each other. Uh, seemingly so it's just i don't know i think they're gonna just grind together wins this is it's a chris paul team it's it, this is what chris paul teams do they maximize their outputs in the regular season i think that's going to continue this season look am i going do i think they're going to be as good as last season no do i think they'll hit the over at 52 and a half yes slide under for me um what's happening with jay crowder where's jay crowder gone uh, boss man nine nine DeAndre Ayton, clearly, you know, that's that's a fun situation. Chris Paul has held very, very well to this point down in Phoenix. I just wonder, are we pushing that to its limits? They have done a pretty interesting job of uh, mangling a situation that looked really, really good. And when you, I know we've talked with the sliding doors elements of the finals that we were all very glad to be a part of and come out to say that we did on it. But that's just been so painful for the Suns because I, it feels like that their time is gone. And part mm-hmm. of it is down to how they've managed their own relationships. Um, because even getting maximum value and kind of getting the most out of some of their own players is now tricky. So look, they're a good team. I, I still have them for 50 wins, um, but they're not what they once were. Um, I'm going over. No, oh. I'm going over. Again, they have a lot of problems. Jake Crowder, not an easy person to replace. He's one of those, again, he's kind of the in the Pat Beverly mold. A winning player that you always think you can upgrade. And when you do, or when you make a move to send him wherever you're going to, you kind of lose something. The Jared Dudley That's, 2015 move. Yes. That said. Yeah. Yeah. They have a rock solid one through seven and a half, I would say. Wow. Oh, I don't know about that. Right? One. I need to, I need to hear more on that. I don't know. But uh, I think that, they have a rock solid one through like four and a half. For the regular season, I think it's 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 different because you can again you're it's it's a different style and just how people manage it and all that stuff. And Monty Williams is a good coach. 
they obviously have a lot of uh, problems that just don't extend to the roster of the locker room, but they have a owner who is trying to sell the team because he's a dirtbag. Um, and he's going to make a lot of money because that's just what happens in this country. The people um, won. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, th- I still think this is a good team. And plus, too, I mean, I know we could easily see whenever they decide to trade Jay Crowder for whatever price that they get, what if that ends up helping them? What if that actually gives them a deeper run? I don't know. I don't know. Jordan Clarkson. I heard the jazz player. The jazz have a lot of players available. Here's the issue. Um, Here's the issue is all the reporting I've seen so far is, yeah, oh. we're, we're going to move Jay Crowder. We won't take out more money, but we'll move him for something that, that lessens the bill. I think I, bad ownership matters a lot. I think Monty Williams, I think, is a good coach. Bungling these relationships with Crowder and Aiton is going to cost them both short and long term and already has assuming Aiton or um, Crowder is gone and we'll see if Aiton makes it through the season quite honestly he becomes trade eligible I think in January I'm smashing the under I just think they're done I think it's like the the nose falling off the sphinx I think it, it happens you can't put it back on the nose is in the sand now and they they don't have the manpower to put it back up there I don't like their depth. How big is this nose? It's, it's a pretty a big, big nose. nose. It's a big nose. Well, it's been built. You can't. The building is done. It's too late now. Cut the nose to spite the things. That's what the phrase is, right? Yeah, that's what Monty Williams did, I think. Um, but yeah, I just I think they hate each other. I think they're getting older. I, I don't like their depth. I don't think campaign is that good. Dario Saric was really bad uh, in Eurobasket, and they kind of need him to play a, a pretty significant role. I think. Well, not, uh, I like to be Mikhail. fair, that was his first first basketball in like a year and a half. It makes it all the more troubling that they're going to need him this year. Even less that he was what that was during the finals. So that yeah, was July of twenty twenty one. That's yeah. I'm not saying Cam Johnson was, though. Yeah, Cam Johnson yeah. is good. I like Mikael Bridges. He didn't really seem to take the the leap they hoped for from him. Which I mean, he's already a good player, but I think they were hoping for a little bit more. I don't know. You just go through the roster. It just feels like a lot of kind of random guys they're going to need a lot from. I'm out on the Suns. I don't think they're happy. We've seen Chris Paul blow up like four teams now and somehow it never follows him like it does a guy like James Harden. I just feel like when's the last time Chris Paul left a team on good terms or a team that was doing well? I, I don't know. I'm out on the Suns. Uh, what? I, the the, the I, a New Orleans team? Well, I will, maybe we'll just wait till we get to Harden to talk Harden. I'm not, I'm not, hey, I'm not saying it's undeserved with Harden. I'm just saying I don't hear these things about Chris Paul. Clippers blew up, Rockets blew up. I guess the Thunder was fine. He just wanted to go somewhere else, but yeah, I don't know. Under his exit isn't usually as noisy. Yeah, it no. might be as damaging just, to the franchise, but it's not quiet, as noisy. Quiet dick punch, and he's gone. It's montages of him doing that on YouTube. Not a big Chris Paul fan. Sacramento Kings, last team in the Pacific. They won thirty last year. The line is thirty-four. I'm gonna go out on a limb. I hated the Tyrese Halliburton trade for them. Totally hated it. But Sabonis is good. Keegan Murray looks good. I really like their roster. I really like the Herder trade. I'm going to go over. I'm not even sure if they're good, but I do think they'll sniff around the play-in for at least part of the season. I think they're going to be closer to 40 than 30, which I guess is obvious by taking the over in any circumstance. But it's not even not that bold of a take, I don't think. I know they are the Kings. I'm taking the over for Sacramento. That that latter point is what I know. Me. This was probably the most difficult one for me because I want to believe in the Kings. Like 
I, I, I want to believe in the Fox Sabonis two-man game. I want to believe in what Keegan Murray is going to do. Dave Al Mitchell has the potential to be just a stud. But it's the Kings, man. They they always mess it up. Like I like Mike Brown. Mike Brown's going to be perfect there. I I said over, but I'm very, very cautious about it because I know the Kings are going to Kings things up. And I, I know that's not like a hard-hitting analysis, but it's just like trends that I've noticed in the Vivek era. I'm going over. I, I like the roster. I think they could be a few games over. There are, I mean, other teams in the West who are going to be considerably off the pace that the Kings will be able to set. I think there's there's room for some more there, and it's the kind of things that you could have if you weren't the Kings and you made better decisions along the way. But I do think kind of towards the top end of their talent, they've got something pretty good, pretty interesting that will be fun to watch, could be very effective. And hey, they're at least, maybe they're getting smarter. They were smart enough to move on very quickly from Dante Di Vincenzo. <laughs> the, uh, just quickly before before you go, Jordan, the top of their roster in some order, De'Aaron Fox, DeMontis Sabonis, Harrison Barnes, Kevin Herter, Rashawn Holmes, Keegan Murray. They got Delhi. That's a big deal. Alex Len, who's serviceable, what? Davion Mitchell. Yeah, Delhi's there. His team's stacked. Yeah. Nemes Quita. Quita. Sorry, if I pronounced that wrong. Not super familiar with him, but <laughs> anyway, Trey Lyles. Jordan, go ahead. What's your uh, take on the Kings over under a flat 34? Over. <laughs> the drought is over. They're at least going to make the plan. That oh. doesn't count. That doesn't count. It counts for the oh, Kings. Don't right. take this from them. Don't take this from them. No, it counts for the Kings. It they is should actually, hang a banner. They make the real no, no, they absolutely should not. Have, they some, should, have some respect. They should not. They, no. they have not had any respect, Rohan. I want to see watching? a Colts AFC finalist like banner <laughs> hang from Golden One Center. Postseason participant. Not playoffs, but postseason participant. They deserve that. I don't think it's out of the realm of possibility they may have the biggest win jump, jump. Yeah. this season. Um, again, I, the other thing too, it's not just about making bold proclamations that I just did. 34 wins, even after 30 wins, not that – it's an easier jump to make when you're not scratchy for more – like, you're. it's – how we were talking about, like, the Clippers going from – 42 to 53 to get to get that over is a lot different than the Kings from going from 30 to 35 or whatever the case may be. So definitely hitting the over. I think this team is, um, I, dare I say, the, the best roster the Kings have assembled in a long oh, time. Oh, easily true. Easily was, true. Probably since the last time they made the playoffs. Since the whole turn that was, that was, yeah, that was my joke. Oh, yeah. Um, anyway, no, I I like their move. I think this is it's a they have a path towards respectability, and yeah. that is the the most you could ask for, considering the last sixteen years. I will go under on every Kings over under for the rest of time if they somehow win like twenty eight without disastrous injury with this group because like that top seven I think it's really really strong. I mean it's not obviously star studded. But there's some good top end talent there. They should they should beat mid teams. Okay, we're all over on the Kings. Is that what is that like the only the second time or the third time we've all agreed so far? Thunder and Nuggets were the other two. Last division, the Southwest. 
starting with the Dallas Mavericks, old friend Jason Kidd's squad. The line is 48.5. They won 52 last year before losing a billion-dollar man to the New York Knicks. How do we feel about Luka and the rest of the Mavericks? I think that's the perfect way to phrase it, because that is what this team is, is Luka and yep. the rest of the Mavericks. Uh, I'm taking the under. I, they're not as good as they should be. I don't know what happens to all those advantages that the Mavs are supposed to have that they never managed to actually cash in and get good players on their roster. I, it's pretty criminal that this is the team they have surrounding Luka. And speaking from a place of having been a you know, fans of a team in this situation where you're like, yeah, we want to be kind of a certain amount of good to make sure that we don't have any worries here for the very long, long term. Um, I think it's interesting what they're doing because this roster is not all that inspiring. Like, they need Christian Wood to be the absolute best version of Christian Wood we've seen at times. Which six man. Yeah. <laughs> I think I think I could be talked into the over. Just with Luca and Luca, Luca is the reason. Luka but it's, and, everything and, else is the problem. I know. I including, agree. I'm still saying the coach. I know I, everyone, everyone outside of this, like kind of present company and our larger comrades within the fan base, probably feels otherwise. It seems like everyone's moved on. They're like coaching. That's something that the Mavs have going for them. Like, let's let's see the second year first. They, let's see how those they, guys feel after year two. They're not familiar with the George Carl cycle. They're not familiar with the Steve Clifford cycle. Or the Jason Kidd cycle. They're, these things happen in cycles. I I, I was going to say, you could talk me into them over. You know, they win 50 because they have the best offense in the league with Tim Hardaway Jr. as the second handler. That's fine. He was fine doing that before he got hurt. And then just the wood, Luca pick and roll. You can't guard it. It's going to be great. Just ignore the fact that they have like 10 other centers on this team for some reason. I don't know why. They just keep doing that. Whatever. Sure. They say Maxi Kleba's a three. Why not? JB Bickerstaff can do it. You can do it too, Jason Kidd. But, but here's the but and why I am officially under. They're already, kids already doing the kid stuff with springing it on Christian Wood through the media that he's going to be the sixth man. And Christian Wood, just I don't think a player you should probably play these games with, especially given how important he has to be to their team. If he's not their second best player, I think they're, they're not going over. THJ, I like, should be like your fourth best player, not your second best player. I'm just out on the talent and the issues that they, I think, will clearly arise if there's any sort of a rough patch because we know Kid just doesn't handle those well. Agree with you, Adam. Totally not sold on the heel turn, that the positive heel turn. I don't know what that's called. The toe turn Jason Kidd is enjoying in the media right now under. I, I think I think Luca and him end up being as discording that's not a word at all but they end up fighting as much as him and carlisle did by the end of that wasn't the toe turn what brought christian yelch's upturn down let's move on let's move on on. Uh, rohan or jordan what do you think about the the, we can't do i can't talk about under under it's you guys you guys have hammered out my points just under i think they're gonna be a really good playoff team they just don't have the depth and the versatility to be a great regular season team like in the playoffs luke is going to carry them and that's going to be enough but I actually don't know if I gonna, agree with that even. But this is the over under, so I don't want to debate it. He's Let's, he's he's been a singular playoff force for like two seasons now. I I believe in it. But just in the regular really? season, you can't you can't ask him to do that like every single game for eighty two games. So under. 
under. I've seen this story before and it doesn't end well. Welcome to <laughs> the <laughs> welcome. Welcome, Dallas fans. Yeah. 2015 I, um... 16 was quite the season, right? Like it was, we were so excited. Everything had gone so well. I thought they were making the finals. So it's big things are coming. And <laughs> boy, did they disappoint. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, just again, the, for, just in case, just for clarity, in case somehow there's non-books people who listen for this, we're talking about Jason Kidd's second season as head coach of Hockey Books. Yes. Uh, the Emperor had no clothes. That was essentially that year. Um, 52 wins. They won a lot of games last year, in part because they have Luka Doncic, who's going to be a perennial MVP candidate until he obviously retires from the league. And Jalen Brunson was a big reason why they were that good. That going, they, they, the writers on the wall in part because of their own doing, because contractual stuff, and they could have had them at least under contract for one more year, or whatever, whatever was going on. Yeah, you buck at the money that you, he got, and we'll see how that goes with the Knicks this year and in a later portion of this pod. Um, I just, it's, it's a very, Luca gets them to, Maybe sniffing a top four finish in the West. You have home court or stuff like that. But that's, that is the ceiling. This is not a, I don't see them cracking 50 wins. Obviously, the line is 48 and a half. I would say if they, say if they got like someone like Jay Crowder or like if they were the Jay Crowder team, it could be the Jay Crowder like, team. Or maybe it'd be a little bit more. Don't say Clarkson. Damon Green. Oh, 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 God. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> There's I'm parts saying, of that are really interesting. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just saying that that w- I think it'd be a positive addition for them. I just, I don't want Luca has Green. Draymond Green on the court and Jason Kidd on the sidelines. Then, and you know, Jason, to... Jason Kidd's gonna call Draymond D Green. That's what he'd call him, like B Knight. Kid would like love awful. coaching. Kid would love coaching Draymond for sure. Oh, I yeah. don't know if Draymond would love being coached by Kid. No. If he helped him get paid, I think he'd be okay with it. And that's probably what would <laughs> happen know. if he was uh, traded there. Steve, Steve Kerr true. to Jason Kidd, it would be quite the, the transition in terms of personalities. As Draymond, in the... Draymond said uh, that he would love to play with Luca recently. Of course. I mean, uh, he would love to I play with too. anyone considering his position right now. Did you know he said he would <laughs> he said he would skip a, a Warriors game to watch LeBron break the record? Draymond is truly shameless. Houston Rockets, 23 and a half. They won 20 last year. I believe they're – are they really getting – they're getting a little younger, I guess. There's some vets there. Oh, they're younger. I guess, suppose, yeah. Um, they drafted – I forget the name of the guy they drafted, but a nice Jabari guy. Smith. Jabari Smith, thank you, projects as a nice 3 and D player. Jalen Green, looking very good. In the preseason, looking like maybe all three of the teams at the top of his draft will be relatively happy with their picks. But 23 and a half in pretty tough division outside of one one other team here. Where What are we feeling about Houston? I think, Adam and Jordan, you guys may have tipped your caps already on the Rockets. I don't know if I have. I'm taking the over. No, never mind uh, that. By a massive half game. Um, <laughs> like, uh, this could be a push. I'll, I'll be completely transparent here, and I feel like I've done this before on the Rockets. The Houston Rockets are the team in the NBA that I by far know the least about. I hear everyone keeps telling me they're young, they're exciting, you should watch them. 
I will never watch the Rockets. I don't even know if, if I I can't remember if I saw Bucks Rockets games last year. Um, <laughs> I just yeah, they, you did. Did I? That was the game Jordan wore a uh, did the, the on Armani. Oh, made the guy fall yeah. over. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yes, I did see that. Okay, yeah. but see, I didn't remember it. That's that speaks volumes. It's not right, Jordan. Um, I just think they are less bad than some of the other teams that they're going to play in interconference play. Not the easiest division. That doesn't play into their hand. But I just think again. When you look at the low end, teams will generally win more than you see on over-under lines. It is very rare that we get truly, truly abominable teams. There's a good chance this season we might see one or two. I think the Rockets are just a tiny bit above that. But I am not an expert on the Houston Rockets. And you know what? I don't expect to be by the end of this season either. So I'll just I'll put my cards on the table like that. But 24 wins, that's not a lot of wins. I mean... You could fall into 24 wins just by... as A good point I think Jordan made, particularly for the bad teams, you just never know with the amount of teams who are going to be resting players, they're going to circle a game against the Rockets, against the Thunder, and they will pick off some of those games. Because that's where, if you're a top team, you're going to say, okay, let's rest the stars and we'll probably still win. And you probably will still win, but the Rockets will get some of those games. And Yeah, I don't... It's it's not a big ass to win over 23 and a half games, and I think they will just about do it. Um, I'm going to take the under. Uh, just, uh, I think, 14 of 19, or no, 15 of their 19 guys, so they'll cut a couple of young guys, but 15 of 19 currently under contract have three years of NBA service or fewer. They're just ridiculously young. We'll see again, like the, we talked about with the Jazz. How long is Eric Gordon around? You know, how long, guys like that. They're the tied for third of their players with most NBA service is Willie Cauley Stein and Boban. So I'm just, I'm just, I think they won 20 last year. I think they'll probably win around 20 again. Is Derek Favors up there? Yes, he is. Yep. He is number two. Eric Gordon's number one. Oh, okay. Sorry. Sorry. I misunderstood. Yeah. Um, but I, I'm going to take the under. I think they're, they're very young. They're, they'll be fun. There's going to be some fun games. Their 20 wins will probably all be a blast, but. I just think they're going to lose a lot of close games because they're young. They don't know how to do it yet. Maybe I will watch a lot of Rockets games because they've just got way too many centers. Like, just old school, like, they're nothing but centers. Like, maybe Boban can play some point. I don't know. So, maybe that's why I went half a game over. Close for me. I, I, I've been sort of teetering, like... Like you've been saying, Adam, it's it's difficult for a team to go under, especially when the line is so low, which is why I ended up going over, especially because they have like a good amount of talent on their team. But Ty, you do have great points. They are super young. Uh, they just they don't have a ton of like veteran talent around them to sort of guide them. It's it's going to be tough. I, I'll take I'll take the slide over, but I don't feel good about it. Going over, slide over, echo everything. Uh, Adam Rohan and Ty have said, I think it's this is a team that theoretically, if people start to pop like Jalen Green, uh, uh, Eason, Kevin Porter Jr., yeah, um, which I like Jason in a negative way for their team as well, but regardless, sure, Jay Sean Tate, I like a lot too. They have a lot of interesting pieces that it could start to come together, but it's not going to be enough to be worthwhile, but again. 
Yeah, actually, that was the, the guy Shangoon. that. And he, they won't stop talking about it. Oh my goodness, everyone keeps talking about it. Alper and Shangoon. Like, I get it, but calm down, everyone. Everybody's a yeah, Shangoon out there. When a big, like a generational big, comes along, potentially, Rowan, people gotta talk about. Mamu right. beat him. That's all I'm saying. Mamu beat him in a Euro basket. Just no big <laughs> deal. No big deal. We'll, we'll get we'll get to Mamu in time. True. Um, I also, as I mentioned earlier, I think for the Thunder or something, I'm factoring in the Wemby effect, and I just assume that they'll they'll try to be even worse than they might otherwise be because whoever ends up with the guy, I mean, your whole franchise changes for like probably a decade plus. So, uh, the Memphis Grizzlies, kind of an interesting one. A young ascending Memphis team that won 56 games last year in a division with two teams that are pretty, if not actively tanking, very close to it. The line drops a lot. 49 and a half for Memphis after they won 56 the year before. Always some injury concerns in Memphis, but is this is this disrespectful or do we think this is a pretty fair line? I, I, I think, think it's disrespectful. Drop. I think they'll they'll drop. drop I agree with that, but I also think the line is disrespectful. Six yeah. and a half lower than what they did last year. I mean, is, is Jerry Jackson Jr. Over. out for a while? It's. Uh, yeah, I heard in a low over. post that supposedly he's going to be back a lot earlier. There's there's optimism on him making a speedier recovery than a, a later recovery, would be the way I put it. You're muted, Jordan. Yeah. His recovery time was four to six months, and that was June 30th. Per basketball reference, so and I think I think how it was put is it it is actually a rare case where the recovery is looking closer to the low end mm. of the the broad timeline um, than the high end. I mean, I, I'm taking the over. I just really like their mix of talent across the roster. I think it's a really well constructed roster. Um, they seem to have taken some interesting draft flyers again where they may just continue in the tradition of what they've done in recent years. And there's just a steady conveyor belt of, okay, here's the next player who can be a solid role player for us and the next player. And I, I think that's a big part of what they're going to do. They're going to beat teams that they're depth. Um, and then let's hope Jaron Jackson Jr. gets healthy and stays healthy. You've got Jaw there. Like Desmond Bain was great last season. I, I really like this team. Really, really like this team. And I'm a big believer in Tyler Jenkins. So I I still see them as being one of the very best regular season teams, at least, in the Western Conference. Um, I do think they'll drop, but I, I don't see a significant drop, particularly if the Jaron Jackson Jr. injury is not as significant as it could have been, if it's not going to keep him out for too much of the season. Yeah, I like their draft picks like this last year and over the last several years. Someone like Zaire Williams could end up being a, a pretty big contributor for them. You know, I don't know if, you know, they, they had some some veteran player losses, but nothing that concerns me too much, I would say. So, yeah, I think comfortably over. Not – again, I don't think they're going to run off 56 again, but I think low 50s feels pretty right here. I'm pretty surprised that the line is where it is. Um, so, yeah, I, I don't think this one is, is too tough at all. Yeah, over, over. It's like – like you said it perfectly, Ty. I don't think they're going to run off 56 wins, but they'll still beat that line. Like this is this team is – Prime to be really, really good and I mean, just a wins machine. They're a team yeah. also that has the mentality of wanting to win every single yep. night in the regular season, which helps a lot when you want to win regular season games. It's I think a, it's one of the only line. teams. Like exactly. if, yeah. if we're to count, it's it's probably 
you wouldn't even have to use all your fingers. Like, <laughs> you yeah, saw Kemba yeah, on one hand. There's, well, yeah, the Grizzlies they and are? Memphis both yeah. want to. Uh, oh, sorry, Minnesota. I, yeah. I, I think you just that's the, the best way of making the point though Fair. is you start listing them and you have to list the Grizzlies twice because that's how much they want to win every night that's true <laughs> I, I know, over I okay, yeah, sorry go ahead Jordan over comfortably I think they dare I say are they the one seed too I'm just saying I think <laughs> top three is a top three between Memphis uh, Minnesota Golden State Wow, low on Denver. Oh, God, I always forget about Denver. This is <laughs> what uh, I ruins. I think it's Clippers, <laughs> Memphis, Warriors, or Denver. I, I need to go. I haven't ordered them yet. I'm just going team by team here. But I, I think that's not what that's not what this podcast is about, right? Yeah. This is about over unders. They don't go in over. Remember the name, Santi Aldama. <laughs> John Conchar, baby. They just have a lot John of players. Concha. And I know they played unseasonably well without him, but it's not like they were perfectly healthy last year. They lost Ja for a lot of games and just kept winning. Like, yeah, Bud Disciples, they grind out wins, man. So, yeah, give me the over here. This is – everyone's excited about the over on this nationally. I'm excited to see where we fall on them. The New Orleans Pelicans won 36 games last year. Their line is a flat 45 Zion looks jacked. CJ McCollum is there. Brandon Ingram, big score points guy. Dyson Daniels, steal numbers in preseason are just insane. It's like five per 36 or something crazy like that. Where do we come in on the New Orleans Pelicans? I'm high on this team. I'm very high on this team. I think they're going to do really well, especially when you uh, factor in that they didn't get Larry Nance Jr. in their rotation until the latter part of the season last season. No Zion at all last season. Uh, Brandon Ingram is really, really taking a step every single year uh, in his time in the league. He's become like a really, really good scorer. CJ McCollum, even though he was thrust into a new point guard role, which he didn't have to play a lot in Portland, he's sort of thrived in that. And he became that sort of adult in the room in New Orleans that they really, really needed in the locker room and on the court in general. And uh, I, I don't know. I think this team's, I think this team's going to be really good because they have that foundational base. They have a lot of good scores who are surrounding uh, one of the most dominant players in the league in Zion Williamson. I was already wouldn't go that far with Zion. Yeah, I that's uh, I'll get that one in a second because again, we need to actually see something like how about get out there, stay healthy, and play. It's great. Yo, he looks exciting coming into a season. You've got a you've got a last I mean, last time we saw him, he was like a. Almost an all NBA type player. Oh, there's no doubting what he can be. But again, you've got to go and be that. Like it's it's one thing to have all of the skill and the physical attributes he has, and then if you're just permanently injured, well, it doesn't matter. You're not going to have much of a career. Like Greg Oden was great. Like I mean, that's you've got to go be healthy to, to do that. I do think the thing for the Pelicans is they have done a phenomenal job of building a roster, kind of irrespective of Zion Williamson, which yeah. is a wild thing to say. And that is the key here. It's that I think they could be a very solid to good team without him. Like if injury strikes, I think they'll be fine. They're obviously not going to have like kind of top end expectations or be a team that's going to go and make a lot of noise. But I think they'd be a very good team night to night. And then if he is healthy and he is that kind of player that you're talking about, Rohan, 
then they really could take off in a, in a big and surprising way. I was already high in this team. I was already set for the over before Ty went full Hulk in describing Brandon Ingram as big score points guy. I love that. Um, I mean, so it is what he do. <laughs> that I just it's a it's a really fun roster. Like even particularly beyond looking at what CJ McConnell could bring and Brandon Ingram, it is the likes of like Herb Jones and. Jose Alvarado, like no, I didn't say Herb Jones. When I was saying the players. NBA Twitter is never going to let me live this one down. You're future a, MVP. You, Herb you were Jones. a big, big Herb Jones guy last season for quite a while. Yeah, and I just got tired of hearing about him. To be quite honest with you, good player. I just, it's not that important. Sorry, Herb wow. Jones. <laughs> well, I think just those kind of on. players are important because that is what kind of builds his team out. To have really solid foundation. I, I just remember when this was a like Matisse Tybal was in this space and it was oh yeah he's going to be uh, do everything and he's going to just keep getting better and do the things he doesn't do at all and okay let's see it. I'm not not saying he's going to be Tybal, well, but Mat- Matisse made some other decisions that didn't necessarily help his last season. That's so. true. Uh, so Adam over. Yes, over. Jordan under. Um, like. A lot of I like the roster. I, I don't I there's I don't really find a lot of problems with it. I think the integration of Zion, um, along with his help, is going to obviously be the biggest storyline. Um, I just feel like they're going to be living in AD mode once again, where it's like, okay, he's out for it's week to week because he has like a straight shoulder or something like i just think he's very until he proves it and obviously undergoing a, a an incredible physical transformation that's not easy that's not like okay everything's solved and you know you have to go through an 82 game season which he's not been able to do thus far in his career that's a lot it's it's taxing this is a long season and as point is spot on they have made the team very strong around him that they can weather the storm without him and be what would you jordan on that so because i am curious i think this might get to kind of the heart of the pelicans too let's take zion out of the equation let's do what i was doing with dame lillard earlier and we'll just cover over his name what how many wins are you giving that roster in the west 43 44 that, that's, I, I just... that's where i'm at too that's why i can't but take the over because if Zion's there for half the season, you're going to get a few more. Like, I just think it's that is a really solid group. Yeah. I really it's like solid. the players. I like the mentality, the mindset. Like, I, I actually think I have this this team on the exact same wins as the Timberwolves. Mm. I see them as being very similar in terms of where they'll end up, but getting there in quite different ways. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just I think there's some really good kind of just fundamentals in place with this group that is going to help them out a lot. Like I, I don't think they're going to go and win mid fifties or something crazy, but of kind of sleeper teams, they're not even that much of a sleeper because everyone's crazy about them. They are the one where it is obvious to say, well, they could make that leap because they are a good team who could become a great team. If Zion's healthy and he really comes into a stride this season. Sorry, sorry to interrupt Jordan, but I was curious as to where, where you'd have the Zion less Pelicans. No, I think that's a good question because that is, again, it is the crux of the issue. I just think it's, I don't know. It's such a weird situation that I can't even, I can't even think of like a recent 
example of like, okay, you have you have it's the two tracks thing where you have the internal development that you think it will carry your team beyond the the core of players that you have, but you know with the Pelicans, it's almost like okay, this is a good team in spite of Zion may or may not be playing fifty games or fifty five games or whatever. So I think it's just a different kind of tension that's created there that I am not too bullish on that, but I could easily be wrong. Yeah, I'm going to take the over. Um, I don't think by a ton. I do think they have to work through some fit things just because you know they really haven't had Zion that much and there's a lot of pieces here. It's always – I well, not to spoil too much, I kind of feel like this is about the Cavs as well. Like it may not be as simple to – work in all the pieces as, as everyone as the excitement might dictate but I still think I would be fairly surprised if they came in under 45 not stunned but I, I would imagine they slot in probably around that number but I think 47 ish wins in this west that's what I've got yeah so uh, now I feel good about it but yeah I'll take the over here not not a stunning over but I will take the over one more team. In the Western Conference, we alphabetical orders truly, but we saved the worst for last. And I think, like you mentioned it, Adam, I didn't really believe you. I pulled up their roster while we were talking about it's incredible about um, <laughs> whatever team we were just talking about, New Orleans. I'm so distracted by this roster. Their best player is probably Keldon Johnson, maybe Jakob Pertle, or like. It doesn't Doug matter. McDermott? It does not Listen, matter. Most teams McDermott? would love. Most teams would love to have an Olympic gold medalist. I was gonna say Team USA legend. Um, Devin Vassell does exist. Isaiah He's Roby? promising. He's promising. Everyone here is promising, but they're all promising they're gonna lose a bunch of games. Is what I'm seeing. Well, I, was from specific, this I was specifically <laughs> talking about Devin Vassell. <laughs> no, well, they're, I think I do think there's a lot of players on this team I generally like as like. Your yeah. ninth guy. They're a team of they ninth could be, guys. They could be Josh really good role players. They could have, yeah. like, this could be the depth for the entire Western Conference in the future. Uh, Romeo they're Langford missing. Fine. They're missing just a, a beacon. They're missing someone to put it all around. And they're luckily for one. them, they've got a they've got a great chance of getting exactly that kind of player, which is why you have a roster like this. Yeah. Uh, they're going to lose so many games. Gorgie Jang is fun. Good player. May good not for, last good for them, though. Honestly, good for them. I, I do like the Spurs. I know people have somewhat grown tired of the Spurs stuff. I think people have probably come back around on it because they haven't had to listen to it yeah. more recently. But I, I do think if we're looking at, okay, which city, which franchise might like win the lottery here, on the one hand, yeah, you share the riches around. They've, they've been at this spot. They've won it before. On the other hand, do I want to see Wembenyama in San Antonio or Utah? I want to see him with the Spurs. Do, do they have? Pop, go do ahead, they have go. the best future scouting in the league? Do they know that these things are coming? Are they planning this out like years? Like, all right, they, there's definitely a case for that. We need you to take a year off, gift. Admiral. We need it's you to go. To, we need you to go to sea for a year. We we have. I mean, a I mean they do have out. even even with kind of former Spurs who still work, if not full time, in consulting roles, like. They have probably the deepest roots for international scouting of any franchise in the NBA. So I wouldn't rule that out entirely like that. Yeah, they're they're of course, they're seeing how the things that they had going progressed over the years. But when it becomes clear 
okay, well, the ceiling for that is nowhere near where we need it to be. Yeah, they were set for this year. And again, I mean, it's not like it was the last time they possibly looked out in this way, where it's just you're completely kind of, you're going from being a really good team to being a great team, and there's very little downtime. But they could go that route where, I mean, on a books podcast, we're not going to say that the Spurs have had to deal with a lot of pain in recent years. Sure, it's been a few down years, but I this this team is atrocious. Like it is honestly, it's so impressive. I'm yeah, I'm on the under. I've spent most of this episode, and I'll do the same with the East, being like, you know, these bad teams. It's still hard for them to to hit the under. I I have the Spurs winning eighteen games, and that could be down kind of 14 15 16 i I think it's really possible and you know i kind of tip my hat just good planning i guess if they're lucky well then good job being one of the consistently kind of luckiest franchises when the timing matters most but um they're certainly giving themselves every chance to to land a franchise pillar and to kind of go through all kind of spursy cycles once again Jordan, under. Rohan? Under. This team sucks. Just, this just might be the worst team I can it. remember at the start of a year. It's been a while. It's, it's really been a while. Sixers. Mm, like, yeah. And the thing, we're, we're, we're discounted. Like, people people could make the argument. I'm not saying any of us will. Like, oh, Greg Popovich, he's going to, like, try to squeeze wins. He might do the exact opposite. He might try to, like, to walk out of a game of unannounced. He's going to get ejected Did every you hear his joke at media day? Yeah, don't bet no. on us to win the title. Yeah, he sat down and said, he looked around both ways and said, I don't know if I should say this, but you should not go to Las Vegas and bet on this team to win the championship. Yeah. Um, Good tone setter. Yeah, right? I know, I know. <laughs> That's to the pop, victor, To the victor goes the spoils. If I was Adam Silver or NBA commissioner, I would fine a team that loses to the Spurs $1 million. <laughs> this, is, this team is so bad. I'm not even, like, Adam's talking about 16 wins. No. No way. <laughs> it's going to no. be a parade when they get double digits. Give us a number, Man. Jordan. I want, us, I want us to be able to track the Spurs win to win all season long. To see I think this is 13. I think this is 13. Wow. Six wow. What's the lowest NBA history? Is it like Eight? 12? Nine Eight? 73. Oh, is it Nine. Oh, did, did Charlotte, right. what, what, was that a short year when they won eight? I thought they won eight one it of was, those years. They, yeah, it was a lockout year. Yeah. It's like seven and fifty nine, okay. which I guess it's, but that's S- sub ten is higher really winning. hard. This team is awful. I, I remember all percentages point one zero six Sixers nine nine and seventy three in nineteen seventy three is the worst regular season record. I remember really wanting them to go six and seventy six. That first, the worst process year to be the, the process. The so worst process year is ten and seventy two. Is are you going, Jordan? Are you saying this is worse than the worst process year? Did, did they have MCW all year? Twenty sixteen. Because he was no. he did get that was, that the year he the, that was the year he landed with the books. That was his first year with the first full year. Oh, that's right. right. Twenty fourteen fifteen. Deadline 2015 was when he yep. to the book. No, like, the, the Charlotte team was actually worse than the Philadelphia team, by the way. But it's that, was that was Kemba's know, first year, had, wasn't it? They had, they had a worse winning percentage. Yes, it was. Oh, was it worse? Was it? Yeah, okay. Yeah. It was with, with rookie Kemba Walker. 
Yeah. Sorry, Andrew. Oh my god. You know what? It would it would and the thing too, they're gonna be so bad and they're not guaranteed to get Wembanyama. No. Uh, is it Wembanyama? I've said his name Wembenyama. twice. Yama, that's right. Wembanyama. Okay. Yeah. I thought it was an end there for some reason. We're all gonna have to know it. That guy is gonna wreck the league, man. Uh, but anyway, I, I also, but just on that, I'm can everyone's calling Wemby already. I hate it. Let's call him by his name. Guy's not even yeah. in the league yet. Because we we also we be down that road too. It's like let's call him by his name. Let's let him have his name rather than just you know. Good call. We, do, call we don't Vic. need to go full. Oh, the, the freak! You know, yeah, right for the Joe Bada alien. Let's get all these commentators saying his name properly, and then we can adapt to nicknames. Yeah, I agree. I, I think Como, it's different energy just saying Wemby versus making a joke out of his name. Of course, sure, but sure. I do agree I, that. But I just know, I do think people should know how to say it. You know, yeah. before going to Wemby, that, that's a great point. Keldon Johnson, Como, the best player on a team. This is this is disgraceful. Everyone's they under, might even right? trade him midseason. Who knows? I wouldn't shock me if they did. I mean, I think you're the only. You're under. Tell you're not going for big over here. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm going under. I'm going way under. Yeah, the Austin Spurs. Have Who wins the game? <laughs> the Austin Spurs or the San Antonio Spurs? I mean, the, it's the way some of these NBA guys are making their G League comebacks. We could see a pretty pretty balanced matchup there. I think. No, it would be that. I mean, they still have. Is, they have do we have any buckets, takers? Do we have any takers on lower than Jordan's 13 wins? No. No, they're probably like no. 15. Jordan, you've developed into like a hot take guy. Yeah. You've come out with some real scorchers in this I'm pod, starting I'm to prepare these takes and it's incubating. <laughs> Watch out. Um, I'll be on, I don't know, whatever hot take. Our takeoff podcast. We'll call it takeoff, right? Yeah, it's Amigos podcast. Sure. Yeah. Okay, any last thoughts on the Western Conference very quickly as we've hit at about an hour 45 doing over-unders for it. That's good. Other That's good. And it's not bad That's for good. us. Yeah. Ten minutes a team, basically. Yeah. I don't think we shortchanged anybody too much. Even the Spurs got talked about. Mm-hmm. I think we mostly made fun of them. That's, I think, well, I think what the else team do they deserve? The team that it did not surprise me that the team that we spent the longest on was the Utah Jazz. <laughs> uh, it's classic GSPN right there, but yeah, we're done here. We have gone through every single Western Conference team. Let us know if you disagree with us with any of these, because obviously you will. We disagree with each other. It's going to happen. Uh, let us know. Thank you for listening to this episode uh, of the Eurostep Podcast Network. Uh, very excited to be coming at you guys with the new season. Going to be great content on this feed. And make sure you check out all of our feeds at gspn.info. Make sure you're subscribed wherever you're listening to this podcast, whether it's on YouTube, whether it's your podcast platform of choice. Uh, pod random, and we'll talk to you next time. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.